1: welcome 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 look i love being able to talk to everybody out there about life yes. i just love it jen zellup is here today hey not, i'm telling you right yet i mean like not only are you the host of your own show but today it's going to be this i love this question mm-hmm. and i gotta tell you i took a lot of grief early on when i started this for being this bold what's our problem exactly what's a pro what's our problem yep
0: Right. There's so much grief and sadness and anger and stress and anxiety and worry. It's it's you know, it's the norm. It's become normal.
1: It is the norm. And by the way, for the first time in our history, in the polls that get taken globally, like international polls, you know, the you know, the field of psychology and sociology, they go out and they ask questions. And I think for the first time, the United States has topped the chart for the most anxious culture yeah. on the planet. Incre- yes. I think about that. And then I think about these other countries where people live with the threat of being bombed every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking of myself, or, or you think about the cultures where they don't have clean water, or they don't have food. Exactly. Or li- Yeah.
0: Or clothes, or they're literally living in, right. in awful conditions.
1: Right. Right. But here's what we come to know. That's not really the problem. It's not really the problem. So if that's not the problem, what's the problem? What is causing people to flip their lid, to pop their car? I'm telling you, I had this happen to me the other day. I was playing table tennis with my table tennis partner that I played in tournaments before, and something happened. I mean, it's like all of a sudden we're out there and he's really angry about the way I'm playing. And it continued for an hour. Yeah. And then once we got off the court, it continued. And I'll tell you, it was like, it hurt my heart. And I thought, I know that can't be about like me. Right. 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 Yeah. What must be going on? That's what today's show is about. What's our problem?
0: Yeah. My belief is, is that we're worshiping the wrong things. we're worshiping
1: Uh, worshiping everything
0: everything everyone everything everything. we're worshiping pride ego clothes money cars homes the list is is endless and it's getting it's it's worse I mean they they I just was watching a program last night where they showed the scale of purchases from the 1950s through today and once we hit the 90s you saw the scale of purchasing going up and up and up and up and it didn't matter what was going on in the economy it didn't matter what was happening it just was about more it was about more stuff more things and and it's we're not created that way and it's causing it's causing a huge disconnect
1: it's it's causing a huge disconnect but here's the thing i i I think we have to talk about today because this is part of it because you said the right word worship let's just say this so depending upon who you listen to from your spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. right? Here's what I've come to know. And I've listened to a wide range of people. I've studied with a wide range of, you know, religious organizations. When I was homeless, I stood on a corner in a white outfit banging a tambourine, okay? Here's the thing that, I, that I've come to now. Mm-hmm. Even in today's world of Christianity, mm-hmm. right? And, and believe me, you know, my following in Christianity is probably to the tune of a Joel Oson kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed Joel. One of the things that gets said is it doesn't mean that these things that have been put on earth aren't here for our consumption or use. Mm-hmm. It's when we select the wrong priority order mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. It's a priority order. Yeah, and it's, a va- even, it's a value. It's a value. Even when we're at our worst— and we look to outside of ourselves, to other people, to help fix it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're kind of missing the major aspect of the miracle mm-hmm. of what is available to us. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we're here for. I, I mean, you know me. My 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 background is Christianity, and so if we just even look at that, and even if you look at other spiritual aspects you know, a lot of the premise is love, right? So, so, but where's the love gone? So, so, so even, I mean, I can, I can speak to Christianity and, you know, where even calling yourself a Christian, where's the love? So when another Christian fellow needs something or a non-Christian needs something, you're, you're rejecting that. You're turning your back on them because they're not this, they're not that, or I don't wanna spend this, I don't wanna spend that, I don't wanna give what I have. There's lack, there's this. It's just, it's not, it's, it's. we've missed that. We've missed helping each other. We've missed being there for each other. We've missed, uh, you know, like something happening, the days are gone where something happens and you can call up your neighbors and have everybody pitch in. Now everyone, right? You, you, I have a neighbor who, if I step on her lawn I get a nasty letter in my mailbox. It's just like, where's it gone? Where's well, it
1: gone? I'll tell you, it's gone to the Pacific Northwest. Because here's what I want to say about the folks over here. This is what I love about this place. There's a lot of things here that you wake up on t- days like yesterday. We're in the middle of August. And this is supposed to be the, the, the month where the temperatures maybe get to 90. And all my friends listening, they're saying, please don't complain about the weather, Pat, because we love that it's not going to get higher than 70. We like that. And drop down to 50 at night, we're okay with that. And, and they are. But here's what I learned when I moved from the East Coast to here. I learned a couple things. On the East Coast, my upbringing was, it was strong community. It was mm-hmm. strong neighborhood. It was strong. It was, you're right about those dates. Then I moved to the Pacific Northwest. And by the way, you know how we're classified here. We are classified as the most spiritual place to live and, and, and not religious. So mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. But right. that's the way this, this folks here is. If you cut down a tree, look out. Right. Right. But here's what I know about this place. People come together. And this is a part of my life that I feel very blessed about. Mm -hmm. I have a community of friends that if my toenail was in pain Mm -hmm. and I needed people to help me move, I would tell you what would happen now. They would put this little team together Mm -hmm. and people would bring me, I'm serious about this. This is an energy here. It's a strong collective. Yes. But what we're talking about is not necessarily that. We have, in in what we're talking about worship, this is the real core thing that I think we're gonna talk about here today. Mm -hmm. What is our problem? What is really our problem? What is it when the neighbor writes you a letter a nasty email or my table tennis partner has a complete meltdown Mm -hmm. in front of everybody and wants to criticize the way I'm playing. Right. What is it about that? Right. What is it that shows up in us where we take our bent out frustration on another human being? That's right. What are the safeguards that we need to have to do that? And I think that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about my toenail, or we're not talking about, you know, what if there was another way that before you write that email, or what did you get? A letter? Right. Before you write the email or the letter, you wrote a note to God and you said, Here, I want you to take this. That's right. I got to do that. I do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know why? Because I found out from some survey that was done that talk radio hosts have more stress in their lives. Who did that study? That They're not talking about us independent talk radio hosts. They really are talking about the talk radio hosts that are under the the, the thumb of what you're talking about, that have absolutely no control for anything they say. Can you That's imagine right. doing a show, Jen, and our producers sitting over here saying, oh, Jen Zellup, don't say that.
0: Well, not only that, but... But think about to you being the person that has accepted that. Like what has happened? Oh. right? What's happened to your own values? What's mm-hmm. hoping what's happened to you standing up for for another? or what or, has happened, Jen? I, I, th- it, that's exactly it though. that that has happened. And we've lost that. You know, I thought about this yesterday is that our hearts have become so hard. Our hearts have become hardened and it's not.
1: Okay. I got to ask you a tough question because you're onto something. You are right in my wheelhouse right now about this. Cause I don't know that I have an answer, but I'm hoping you're going to help us. All right. But I'm going to hold that question for when we come back from break. <laughs> but what has happened that we turn away? So, I, so I, somebody talked to me the other day. This is exactly what I said. Uh, But I'm going to say it when we come back. I was talking to somebody the other day because I do another show now, and it's not the Dr. Pat show. You know, I do another show, uh, which is called Power Up Radio. And by the way, that's a show that uh, we're moving it to a different time spot. It became so popular that the Thursday time spot one hour wasn't working. So now I'm going to move it. I'm probably going to do it on a weekend. Um, I'm probably going to do it for more than one hour. But I got into a dialogue with somebody and somebody said to me, Pat, what are you going to do about rhetoric? It's like, who am I? Yeah. And I said, oh, good idea. We're going to do a show called Rhetoric Rules. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. And so because I don't know as a host what to do. But when we come back, there's another solution. There's another thing for us to talk about today. And every time I talk about this topic, I cry because of the inaction of people that are out there, that are spiritual, that are religious, that are Christians, that are otherwise, right? That's right. That that we're not doing anything. No. We're not doing anything. We are not doing anything. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Fantastic has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's emma's in Mary, Emma as in Mary, jp99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book.
0: People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Jen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen.
1: If you have a sense that you were meant for more, join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your golden path. Visit heather-allison.com Hey, everybody. Welcome back. What's our problem with Jen Zellick today? Uh, Jen, before we talk about this, uh, first off, uh, let's talk about your radio show, what you're doing with it, but also how can people find out more about you? And I'm telling you, Kat recorded the entire uh, commercial segment between you and I. (laughs)
0: it's uh, so you can visit me at jenniferzellup.com and i'm in a huge transition right now which is which is also part of you know the conversation today about what is going on in this world my background and my calling is christianity and it's and it's about uh, it's about acting like a christian it's about behaving like a Christian. And so, and it doesn't mean perfection. And this is, that's religion. This isn't about religion. This is about relationship. And this is about relationship in in my faith is with Jesus. And this is about relationship with other people. This is about getting out there and, and we're here to serve each other. And this is part of the, this is a huge part of the problem. We have turned our backs on each other we're not serving each other we're we're turning our backs on each other and and there's you know it's the list is long right homelessness drugs alcohol poverty it, it, just craziness people um, getting angry people the shootings that have been going on and and i i don't i want to separate i want to separate mental health problems from people who are we're, we're just we're worshiping the wrong things we're 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 behaving so poorly we're our hearts are hardened we're not loving each other we're not acting like we love each other and this is culminating we're seeing it in 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 our world today it's culminating we're seeing it in the in the United States of America you know and so so with with um what I felt was, it was interesting because we talk about being disconnected and I was starting to feel disconnected because my background has been all about coaching and health and wellness and mindset. And I wanted from a little, from being a little girl from, from my childhood was always about becoming a minister and ministering and pastoring. And to me too, it was about a higher power. It was about who created us and why we're here, what we're doing and being accountable. And so for me, my disconnect was I wanted to move into that field and representing uh, what I was to do here for God and share the love and share the word and share behavior that is is loving and kind and and helping people. I just, for me, it's it's. We've missed that. We're we're missing it. It's getting worse. It's getting worse.
1: But it just doesn't explain things to me. Um, I have to tell you that I, I I'm at this point now where I'm not quite sure what next action I'm going to take. But I've spent some time with some of the religious leaders, mm-hmm. right, in my area, right. And, uh and, and outside of my area you know just I'm trying to understand and I live in what's considered the most spiritual city I think they called us on the planet or something but not necessarily definitely the most spiritual and uh, and and on the on the one hand you also know that we support, all religious practices; hence, our God Talk channel for next year mm-hmm. is to be a forum for that. And to this day, I still get I still get asked, "Am I going to allow Christians to do a show?" And I'm like, "Where did you ever get? I, I don't really understand where you get the idea that Transformation Network is going to disallow." Right. Like, if we say it's a God Talk channel, what do you call God? You're there. Right. Um. But it's not gonna be about hate. That's right. It's not gonna be about hate. But here's the dilemma for me because you know my background a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Grew up Catholic, Catholic Italian. Dad marries a woman from the South, Southern Baptist talking with tongues, the whole thing, right? This is, uh, ask me about the Bible. I could tell you, Um, ask me about the Stations of the Cross right? I could tell yeah. you the night station of the cross is when I had a conversation with Jesus, but that's not the point today. Right. The point today is we watched a man, if we're going to talk this, right? Because I think this is where you're going with this. You're really looking at what's the problem. If we truly take these principles that you're talking about in Christianity and we put them first,
0: mm-hmm.
1: would the problems go away, Jen?
0: Yes. And no, because we live in a fallen world, right? We have free, we have free will. We can make our own choices. So you're looking at what choices are you making? I'm asking people to hold themselves accountable and responsible to what choices are you making? You said it best. You said my radio show is not going to be about hate. We're not going to have hate on it. Well, hate is really the absence of love, just like dark is the absence of light. So if you're behaving in a way where there's the absence of love, you you have to, you got to ask yourself, what's going on? What, what am I doing? Why am I behaving this way? And if, if, if you are, if someone, right? Unfortunately, the leader of our country right now is setting an example where there's, a lot of absence of love, then you need to remove your role model. You need to take responsibility and change your role models and see who your is behavior you're going to mimic. And I mean, this is, you know, in all my years of coaching, right. And even you, you, you've, you know, you've coached people, you've coached me. There's a point of responsibility. There's oh, yeah. a point of an accountability. So you'll break it down into is my behavior working? Or, or or, say to yourself, what's the outcome? What, what, all right, what's your outcome to, to build a wall around the entire country? You know, what's the outcome to turn my back on my neighbor? What's the outcome to, you know, give somebody the middle finger because I, you know, I accidentally cut them off or they accidentally cut me off or, or screaming and anger and fighting. So, at some point, you have to say to yourself, you feel disconnected. You don't feel grounded. You're not happy. You're you're on anxiety medications. You're feeling stressed. You're feeling tense. And you you, you have to say enough is enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, enough is enough, but let's talk about what that means. You know, I thought enough is enough Three four years ago, I mean, I I mean, they, it seems like we're moving the enough is enough bar, mm-hmm. right? I thought this last thing with the massacre, these countless shootings, would be enough is enough, and yet, you know, this president who looked up to the sky and said, "I'm the chosen one," when it came to the China tariffs, is not the chosen one when it comes to doing something about mass shootings and guns. But here's the question I want to ask you. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, there are different versions of Christianity, and I say that lightly, mm-hmm. and I know I'll get a lot of emails, but folks over here that are Catholics, yeah, right? And folks over here, like my mama, down there from the Southern Baptist realm, where I spent a lot of time. Yep. The message, I think, is the same, which is about love.
0: It's about love.
1: But how you get there depends on which version of the gospel you read wh- wh- what happens over here in the station but here's the question that I think we should contemplate when we come back from break you know there is this man called Jesus and he had enough mm-hmm. and how did he demonstrate his enough and this this is what I was having a, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and I said I said to her doesn't it sound funny I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and I said to her, I, know, her yeah. I said to her and I said to her, look you gotta you have to help me understand this I said the part of Christianity that I studied as a kid mm-hmm. showed a man creating an event where he had a mule blessed and draped in garments. And he was hailed, and the earth shook as he rode in. Hosanna. He rode in. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He just didn't ride in. See, he could have stopped, and the story would have ended, and we'd have never been able to say faith without works is dead. The story could have stopped there, Mm -hmm. right? But he didn't stop there. And I think this is an important part of the story, or some people call it the epic, or some people call it the Bible, or some people, there's many words for how we talk about the journey of this man called Jesus, right? Some call the Lord, others don't. But the point is, people talk about him. That's right. And there's a story that if you study anything at all, there's this one story. But we are not applying this story to our modern times. No. When we come back, I want to ask you this question What is the Christian response to faith without work? Works is dead. Because faith is not going to take those children out of those cages. Right. It's not. Right. Right. Faith is not going to take the guns by itself. Because right. if it were, then we wouldn't be talking about a very strong edict in the bible such as faith without works is dead when we come back though what is it that 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 jesus did because we are talking about christianity today what did jesus do that we are not seeing our religious leaders do and i say religious from any religion Mm -hmm. what are we not seeing whether you're christian or you're of the jewish faith Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Because Jesus was a Jew. What did Jesus do that nobody here is doing? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium explores metaphysical
0: and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Jen Zellup is bringing the conversation to the table, and it's a simple question. What's the problem? And by the way, we'll take your comments right in the show, comments, questions. You could ask your question at TransformationTalkRadio.com, or you could go and give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. And now, you know, Jen, the, the, let's give out your website because, you know, this part I mean, this was a question that you brought to the show to ask today, mm-hmm. because you have, you know, looked at this closely, yeah, and you have a perspective on it, and I, I think it's important that we hear that perspective. But let's give out your website first.
0: Sure, it's JenniferZelup.com, and you can reach me there. You can email me at at yahoo.com. I love to hear from people. People are constantly writing in and telling me what they're going through or how I can help. And so feel free. I'd love to hear from people.
1: Okay. So you, you know, look, this question, what's the problem or what's our problem? It's a really important question. And it has so many tentacles. So many. What were you seeing when you thought about that question? Because, you know, before the break, we were talking, right, right, you know, about, jesus Mm -hmm. and what jesus represents and you know in today's world we always ask what would jesus do in this Mm -hmm. situation right because this was the conversation right you wanted to bring Mm -hmm. we also don't talk about this one aspect of jesus Mm -hmm. and what jesus does but before we go to that what's the problem you know what are you seeing in this because there's got to be a solution
0: I'm going to throw a big. I'm going to throw a little bit of a wrench in this that we haven't okay. t- talked about yet. Okay. What's the problem is, uh, everyone wants it their way. That that seriously, that's that's what it boils down to. Is that so? We want it our way. We want it my way. People want it their way, and that's not that's not how we were created. And so when we go against what natural creation is then there's disconnect, right? And then and then ego starts to come in, pride comes in, envy comes in, so-and-so has this, I want that. And the, the competition with each other comes in. It just boils, it snowballs. There's It leads to, like you said before, tentacles. It leads to more tentacles in your life and more disconnect. And then that leads to anxiety and that leads to uh, sadness. That leads to uh, procrastination. And so, it's people want it their way, and and it's just, you know, I, if if we had it our way, you know, it was interesting. Somebody sent me something the other day, and it said we have, one hundred seventy thousand laws written in the books because we can't follow ten lines that were written on a stone. And that's right. That that because the. The 170,000 laws have come in because we want it our way. And then you have to respond to that. And then, right. And then, then another, our, uh, my way comes in and we respond to that. Then so it's just, it's, it's this snowball effect. And, 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 and when you brought up, which you made a great point is that when Jesus went into the, to the temple, which was the sacred place, right. That was, mm-hmm. that's where you could go to be with God. There were right it turned into like a flea market it turned into a business district it turned into people trading people buying tax collectors tax collectors so again too you're he's he's calling out to say that this isn't the way this isn't this isn't the way that it was supposed to be and so you have this protest and and You know, it was interesting when you said the word protest, it it brought me back to a time when I can...
1: That's my, that was my view of what he did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're right though, because it brought me back to a time when I started watching protest and, and understanding the passion behind it and the drive behind it and the defense behind it. And you just, again, though, too, you have to look at the outcome. What are you protesting? Are you protesting that something that is hurting somebody else? Or are you protesting some something that could hurt somebody? And what I mean by that is, right? We have people who protest taking away of guns, and you have people who protest issuing guns. So again, you have to look at. I take responsibility. Take take accountability for what are you standing for?
1: Mhm. Mhm. Well, I think that's the question. Yeah. What, but, mean, what- it, but it's hard. I think this is re- really where there's a missing link in the conversation. Because, look, I mean, both of us have been part of religious institutions, right? Mm-hmm. And when my priest, uh, growing up Catholic, when my priest or let's just say Catholicism said, you must wear a hat into church and you must not eat meat on Friday. We did that. Mm-hmm. No, we did, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, if you ate the meat, then you got to go to confession and you got the Hail Marys and the whole thing. Right. But there, there was a guideline and it came down from, let's just say, of course, came down from God, but it came through the Pope.
0: Well, yes. However, I was going to say, you have to highlight that it came from a man. Yes. Because if you take it back to origin. Yes. It's not there.
1: Right. But it comes through the man. Yep, but everything has come through men. Because even the determination and the translation of the Bible came through men.
0: Agreed. And again yeah. though, ask yourself the question because because I'm um, I'll say something a little controversial here, but mm-hmm. I want to get it started is that you have to look at the outcome, right? The outcome. Uh, exactly.
1: Right? Exactly. It all gets to the same place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, but, but I mean, is it, is it an outcome about love or is it an outcome about, about man getting further? Because there are other, there are other religious books that it's about man getting further. It's not about the betterment of man. And that's where that, that's, that's what we're getting lost on the same thing with the, with the churches. And and I kind of feel like you're you're making a, a a good point here about when we look at religion, we can't, you know, men have made really bad decisions and bad choices and hurtful acts, and and that that's man.
1: But he, I got to get back to this thing though. I I we are this is really I I mean look I get all of that. But I can't let this one go to go away. I cannot. He made whips of cords. He drove them out of the temple. He drove them out with the sheep and the oxen. I mean, have you seen the pictures of this? Yeah. Of what he did? He got, it's like spanking a mule going through here, right? People threw everything down for him, right? Yeah. You know? This was packed with Passover. Yeah. And it's like, everybody's in, it's, it's like everybody, he knew like everybody was going to be here and he takes, and he says, I'm going to make a statement because as much as I'm walking the earth and I'm sharing my message, uh-huh. faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And he drives them out of the temple and the sheep in the opt he pours out the coins and the money in and the money changers mm-hmm. overturns their tables and he mm-hmm. tells those who sold the pigeons take these things away do not make my father's house a house of trade hello we are making the father's house a house of trade right now cuz yeah, that's yeah. really what we're looking at yeah. we're looking at the money the the stock
0: yeah. come on absolutely yeah and that goes back to like what you said about the rhetoric who, when, when is someone going to finally stand on their values? When are they go, when right? are you going to
1: get on the mule? I'm just exactly. asking. Exactly. We, and you know, my friend said to me, I, I don't know if my, my, I don't know if my friends will do this because we were talking just about this. And I said to, I said to my pastor friend, I said, look, you know, I know the way that you talk in the world. It's through music. And I said, why can you explain to me? And, and she could quote every verse of every, like whether it's Matthew or it doesn't matter, it's like the whole thing. And I said, I don't understand it because I said, you know, we're talking about a show on air that's called What's Our Problem? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, the one thing that I learned, you know, very strongly from both Catholicism and Christianity is we studied Jesus extraordinary. Extremely carefully, and you know that when you yep. go to catechism and all yep. that, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you got to pass a test, right? And I mean, you've really maybe not in other Christian schools, but I mean, catechism—you got to go to catechism, you got to make your communion, then you got to go to get a confirmation, the whole thing, right? Yep. But I said to her, "When are you going to ride on the on your mule?" And she looked at me and it was as if she was saying when somebody else does first. And aren't we really talking about this? Because if we don't address what's our problem and there is no one that will ride the mule, right. Right. Mm -hmm. To the border town. That's right. If there's nobody that will take us in that will turn over the tables so this act of him doing this you know what this is akin to in our popul- in our world today can you imagine if I let me ask you this this act this one act mm-hmm. what would be an equivalent in our modern times let's take a short break I can't I, I want to hear what you what you talk about because okay. this is a temple of God yeah right cast them out you know sold them both th- throughout the tables the whole thing. You know, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. That's right. See, I don't forget. Oh my, you could tell I studied this. You huh? know what though? This, is gonna
0: be, this is going to be a good one. I, I think my answer gonna is going to I'm going to gonna let you take, take it
1: away. Take it away. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And that was Matthew, by the way. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So, Get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit getrootedradio.com and tune in. Have you ever heard of the 90 10 rule? It goes like this 90% of the time, no one is thinking of you. 90% of the time, everyone's thinking about themselves. And if you think of it like that, it takes the weight off because now you're not being judged. I'm Megan Edge. I'd love for you to join me on Playing on the Edge Radio, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Radio FM. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and
0: grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. I don't feel the sun's coming out today. Staying in,
1: it's gonna find another way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Jen, thank you for bringing this topic.
0: It's been heated. Who it's knew? <laughs> Who
1: knew? Uh, But the question that you ask is a good one, right? The yeah. question that you ask is a question that I don't think we're asking. Nope. What's no. our problem?
0: No, I think we're closing our eyes and ears mm-hmm. to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, look, uh, you and I were talking during the break because I do have a perspective about what Jesus did mm-hmm. and what actions he took. Of course he did walk and he did travel the earth. And and it's not just Jesus. When we look at other leaders and other religions and other in other ways that they demonstrated, you know, what we know about all of them is they were great orators. They were great at this. They traveled. They walked the land, right? You know, they went through struggles. They went through sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think anybody makes as poignant a mark about action as Jesus. And that's because he literally demonstrated it for us. Mm -hmm. But I want to know what you think now is the answer to what's our problem.
0: We need to step up. And you gave the example, a beautiful example of, of that moment in the temple when Jesus basically called everybody out. And that's what we need to do. And from And, and if we, if we keep it in Christianity and we don't have to keep it in Christianity, we can talk about, you know, um, in in other religions about people standing up for each other, but, you know, you're talking about there's, there's two, there's two things I want to say here. One is our churches should be in droves, getting together and standing up for what's happening to human beings and how we're treating each other and how we're even it treating it, We're treating humans. It doesn't matter that you're from another country and I'm from this country or, or you're this color and I'm that color. It, we're human beings. We're the human race. And so our churches need to stand together and go and do something. But I also want to invite people. You have to remember something. When Jesus died on the cross from us, if, if you, and I'm going to say this in a very uh, summary way, is that, you know, once the fall happened, we were we were not in the presence of God, right? Because we were unholy. So at first there was the, the tabernacle, then there was the temple, and then when Jesus died, we became the temple. So we became where the Holy Spirit sits. So I... People are missing out on the accountability and the responsibility that as a Christian you have, your body is the temple, the Holy Spirit sitting in it. So if you're not going to take action, then who is, then who is, if you're going to sit idly by and call yourself a Christian and not take action, then what are you, what are you doing? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, so again, it's, you know, you're talking about you are, it's you and, 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 and going into the church, that's, that's Jesus's bride. The church is so important. And you have this, this group of people, right. And in, in some churches you're talking about, I mean, when you look at the bigger churches, you could be a hundred thousand people,
1: right? Oh, mi- millions. millions, millions worldwide. So yeah. you're
0: talking about like making a statement. What about if, you had five mega churches in the United States get together and stand in protest about the treatment of human beings, about the treatment of each other, even on the smallest level.
1: I, I know. But think about it. It only took one man on a mule to change history. Exactly. We don't have that. We don't have not one. We, we, we don't have anyone doing anything close to that to say no mas. Right. Right. I mean, maybe it is happening. Maybe we hear it. Maybe on an, I I don't know. But the bold act I think you're asking for, I I must ask you this question. What would it take? And the reason I ask that question is because one of the things, you know, that I discovered about Christianity is, at least for myself, God will try to get my attention Mm -hmm. in any way. And if I don't hear it, it'll get ugly. Mm -hmm. my body may start to fail. Yep. Right? Absolutely. There will be things that happen in my life until I stop and I figure out, oh, wow, Pat, you really should be doing this. Yeah, don't take that big, fat, corporate, high-paying job. You really need to do this independent radio thing. And you know, by the way, we're going to make you so sick, there's not going to be anything else you could do because you're thinking that maybe this is not yours to do. Right. Right. That was 2004. Yep, that's right. But we, I can't think of a more horrific scenario than what we're seeing. That's right. I mean, I'm trying to think of one. And I thought, yeah, caging children and children dying in rivers, that's really awful. But then people shooting people in the name of a certain race of people. And I thought, wow, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And we're still not getting it. Nope. my fear is that it's going to escalate until somehow a light bulb goes on but yeah. what would you say yeah. to your fellow Christian leaders right now Jen what would well, you say
0: I I I give a call to action you know you you're an example of somebody in a leadership position that has taken that leadership position and has either paid it forward has, taken action has has helped people and 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 even if we keep it on a small scale right there are we forget that we are from God and he uses us so people who are in these higher positions that have the manpower and the capacity to have a voice that is so large and not to use that voice to stand up for fellow human beings that's that that's not that's not what jesus would do i mean you you're given these god-given gifts you're given you're given resources we have to start using our resources our gifts the things that we have for others and that goes back to our original thing is what is the problem We've become. It's about me. It's what don't I have? What do I need more of? Instead of seeing what you have and how it can help others, seeing what you have and how it can bless others. People who have, you know, the capacity of these massive megachurches to be sitting on the sidelines and 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 what holding, you know, holding a member barbecue, uh, you know, Sunday or a fellowship that's you know that's that's your message that's what you're going to do instead of hauling everybody on a bus and going down and just making a statement of love a statement of humanity a statement of 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 humanness that's what needs to be done
1: so my my friend in answer to what you just said right because my pastor friend i asked the question you know, who who do you point to today that has taken on the role of making a stand, right? I mean, I asked the question because I really want to connect with these people. I want to bring them on. I want to talk to them. So I asked a very innocent question. And what she said, Christian, Baptist, minister, I just stared at her. And here's what she said. And she said it with a straight face. Elon, Alexandria, Rashida, and Ayana. And I said, okay, those names are familiar. And I looked them up because it didn't register. Alexandria, I know, is AOC. What she told me, she read the names of uh, uh, Ilan Omar of Minnesota, Alexandria right, yeah. Ocasio-Cortez, yep. or Rashida Tlaib, of Michigan, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts. And that stayed with me and I'm still thinking about it. I still thinking about it. I'm not saying I agree with her, but I found that striking. Yeah. I found that striking. Yeah. Jen, thank you so much. Last thank question. Thank you so much. Last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today?
0: You know, be accountable to yourself. Ask yourself, am I am I doing something? Am I doing enough? To be honest with you we can always do more we can i literally we have i i know everybody is talking about that we don't have enough time in the day we absolutely do we absolutely have time for each other and for other human beings so even if you start small start the impact of one life is a ripple effect it's an absolute ripple effect and so even if you start one i know you and i talked about massive leaders and big leaders but just start small and start start helping.
1: Well, I think you've already done that, Jen. I think by you bringing this conversation today and choosing this topic, you are that one person that has started it because you're raising the question. Now what haunts you and I both is what's our next act. That's right. Right. Yep. That's Jen right. Zellup. I'm Dr. Thank Pat. You. I know we're going to take a short break. Everybody we will be right back.